Have you ever felt like your work was meaningless? Or maybe just part of your job felt kind of like, I don't see how this connects to my Christian life. You know, sometimes we feel like, yeah, of course I can witness to people at work or I can, you know, show Christ through being excellent in the stuff I do. But there's some parts that just don't seem to connect. What do we do with those? So in this episode, we're going to be talking about how Christians can have a God-glorifying attitude towards even the boring parts of our work. And we're going to show how this relates not just to work, but to Christian productivity as a whole. How you can look at your life and your work as two separate kinds of work. We're going to be talking about the trellis and the vine. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. And I am your host, Reagan Rose. So welcome you back to another episode. I'm glad you're listening or watching. And that's just sort of a reminder for you. These episodes are on podcasts, players everywhere and on YouTube. So if you're watching and you prefer to listen while you're on the go, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and vice versa. If you're listening and you prefer to look at my ugly mug, shouting these things at you, on your computer or your phone. You can find us on YouTube as well. I encourage you to subscribe to both of those. And since we're talking about it, I would also ask a quick favor of you. If you like the show, would you do us a favor and leave us a review, especially on Apple Podcasts? And I believe Spotify does reviews now too, but you guys can correct me. Um, a five-star review helps people discover the show and it helps us know whether people are actually uh, enjoying and benefiting from the show. So if you wouldn't mind taking a few moments, even right now, pause it, leave a quick review. We'd really appreciate it. But right now we want to focus on the topic of the show. What do you do when your job feels meaningless? What do you do when the work you're doing just kind of is disconnected from meaning? I've talked in here before and I talk in, in my book, Redeeming Productivity, about one of the benefits of being a Christian when it comes to work and all of life is not just that we're saved from our sins, um, is also that We've been given a purpose. We have real clear clarity of why we're here in the world, which is actually a very uncommon thing. People kind of have to make up their reason for existing, whereas ours is written plainest day in the pages of scripture. You're here to glorify God. And so it's not much of a leap to say whatever your main calling is, whether you're not you're in full-time ministry, in a way, we're all in full-time ministry because all of us have been called by God to glorify him. And so if I'm a cash register, <laughs> if I'm a cash register, I'm not a person. That, that, that one doesn't work. I meant if I'm a cashier, then uh, the way I serve people, the way I treat them, the way I, I behave with my coworkers, these are ways, these are opportunities to glorify God through my work and to honor him. But this, there's this disconnect that happens when it comes to like the boring parts of our job. Like what about the stuff you don't like doing, the stuff that's frustrating? How do you glorify God in the weird little minutia of life? So what we're talking about is what's called trellis and vine work. So two, two concepts here. That there's two types of work you can be doing. One is called trellis work. So if you're into gardening, a trellis is a thing that would support a vining plant like a, like a grape 
plant, for example. And the vine is just the vine of the thing. So the concept of trellis and vine work comes from a book called The Trellis and the Vine. And the idea with this book is that their primary emphasis was about people in ministry, specifically local churches. He was trying to help them see that there are two types of work that go into a church. There's vine work, that would be discipleship, the preaching the word, prayer, kind of the spiritual side of things. But there's also the trellis work, administrative tasks, things like that, that are not directly spiritual work, but they still have to get done. And they, they emphasize some of the problems that can go wrong when we don't look at these two categories of work in ministry as separate things. You can, a lot of churches do this, they overemphasize uh, the trellis work where they, they focus a lot on programs and things like that and the production of a Sunday service, etc., which are not unimportant things, but if you focus so much on that to the neglect of the actual spiritual work, you're not actually doing the job of a minister in a lot of movements, the church growth movement, things like that have really fallen prey to this pragmatism of focusing purely on the trellis and not on the vine work. But what we're going to see is I'm not talking specifically in this episode about ministry, like full-time ministry. So I want to generalize some of the principles these guys brought up uh, to apply to secular vocation as well as just productivity in general and show how this metaphor is really powerful to help you understand how your work fits together glorify god and hopefully imbue meaning even into the less uh exciting parts of your work less obvious ways that in your vocation you are serving people and honoring christ so the idea for this um is basically vine work in ministry context would be prayer, teaching, evangelism. Trellis work would be things like maintaining the physical building, organizational structures, um, all the different things that go into supporting it. So you understand the, the, the metaphor, right? A trellis supports a vine. I won't belabor the point. And the concept of this, it really comes from Acts 6 in a ministry context, right? Um, Acts 6 is when the deacons are appointed. So basically the church in Jerusalem was growing super, super fast. And the apostles were doing all of these different things having to do with serving the people who um, needed food and some of these more uh, physical necessities. And it was taking away from their ability to minister to people. And so that's actually what they say in Acts 6 is they, they appoint these deacons, or there's Stephen, there's Philip, these other dudes, who are, their job is to take care of the physical necessities of the people in the church so that the apostles could devote themselves to prayer and the ministry of the word is what they say. And so that's where this idea comes from. That there's, there's really two elements to ministry work. And uh, they have this great quote in the book that says, we will be arguing that structures don't grow ministry any more than trellises grow vines, and that most churches need to make a conscious shift away from erecting and maintaining structures and towards growing people who are disciple-making disciples of Christ, which is a great quote, great sentiment, a great attitude when it comes to Christian ministry. And I think really, really helpful. If you are in Christian ministry, you haven't read The Trellis on the Vine, it's worth it to read it. Um, so you don't overemphasize the trellis stuff and focus um, not enough on the spiritual matters. But like I keep saying, this is not actually an episode about productivity and ministry. I really want to talk more about that concept and how it can be generalized to be useful to people in any calling in life, whether you're a homemaker, uh, um, a CEO, uh, somebody who's a cash register, because, <laughs> you 
you, uh, you've transformed into a cash register or anything at all. The, this concept is really, really useful to help you find meaning, especially in the parts of your work that are a little less exciting, a little less obviously um, ways that you can honor Christ with your work. So believers in every vocation are called to do their work as an act of worship to God. So this is a primary thing you have to understand. If you're if you're interested in Christian productivity at all, th- like this is this is I don't know ground zero. I don't know what you call this. This is foundational. <laughs> I won't call it ground zero. This is foundational. Your work is a calling from God. That's what the word vocation means. It's from, I don't know, Latin, vaca, something like that. But I know that what a vocative is, it means you're addressing somebody. It's the word call, you know, like vocal. You're calling somebody. A vocation is your calling. It's a synonym for that. And the idea is that, well, if you have a calling, then somebody must have called you, right? And it's implied in the term vocation or calling that, God is the one doing the calling. He's put you in wherever you are in life, whether you're a retiree, you're um, working at a retail store, whatever it is you're doing. God's the one who puts you there and in, in his sovereignty, in his providence. You're there right now. And that work you're doing in that context can and should be done as an act of worship to this, to him. You see this in Ephesians 6, 6, Colossians 3, 23 and 24, that there are things we're to be doing to serve Christ in whatever job you're in. But what do you do with the parts that are don't seem like you could actually serve Christ in them? So I want to show you this trellis and the vine paradigm, how it's useful and how we think about the proper place that personal productivity should occupy in the life of believer as a whole, in work, outside of work, etc. So we're talking about trellis and the vine, and here's part two. We're going to be talking about service versus slog. So I want to talk now about how this concept applies to work. And then in the next two points, we'll talk about how it can be generalized to productivity in general. So service versus slog. And the idea is how do you view your your work as an act of service versus something that you're just slogging through? You're doing it because you have to get it done. Um, I think a lot of us, that's what we what we want. We want to have meaningful work. There's... Um, I get a lot of articles about this as I research the topic of personal productivity. Uh, people talking about, should work be meaningful? Secular authors. And as Christians, I think work should be meaningful. I work. I think work can be meaningful, even if you're cleaning toilets. It, it, it all comes down to your thinking about your work. How do you view it? Do you think it is just a way to make money, a necessary evil, or do you see it as an opportunity to glorify God and serve others? If you do the latter, your work will be meaningful. Even the really boring parts that stink that can really feel like a slog sometimes. So I I got this idea actually from a John Piper episode of his podcast, Ask Pastor John. In it, uh, he talks about the book, The Trellis and the Vine, and he was actually answering a question having to do with people who were thinking about, well, how do I, how do I deal with the money parts of my work? Like, they, I forget what they did for a living, but these people, it was a service type job. And they're like, it's really obvious to me that we're serving people. And, you know, even though we're not overtly Christian in it, like, I feel like I'm doing, I'm ministering to people. I feel like I'm being useful. It's obvious to me I can glorify God through this. But the money part, turning a profit, all of that, they're like, it just feels like almost icky. How, how should I think about that? And, and should I just be focusing on the parts that really feel like ministry, that really feel like serving other people? How do you get through that? Are they just necessary evils? 
And so Piper goes through some different ways to think about that. And one of them he appealed to, this is broader principle of trellis and the vine. He said, look, there's two parts to all work. There's trellis work and there's vine work. There's work that is sort of the main thing that feels really obviously like ministry. It feels really obvious and it's exciting. And I think as Christians, we enjoy that part, no matter what your vocation is. Like even if you're, even if you're a parent, you know, that's, that's a calling too. raising the kids. There's parts of that, that you feel like I'm really building into these kids. I'm really, I can see how I'm doing this under the glory of God. But when you're just like dicing carrots and then the kid refuses them, like there's all these different parts of parenting that are like so disconnected. You're like, how, how do I do laundry under the glory of God? How do I think about this? And I think there's really two errors we can make when it comes to this trellis and vine distinction. One would be to overemphasize trellis work. And like I said, the guys who wrote the book, Trellis and the Vine, one of their main critiques was that a lot of churches, uh, the way that they approach ministry actually overemphasized trellis work, meaning it overemphasized uh, programs and systems and all the tools and stuff. And I think there's a temptation for any church, any large organization, you you control complexity by creating systems and processes. But one of the troubles with systems and processes is you can start to depend on them and it kind of takes the heart out of it. I, I find this temptation, even the, the stuff I do with redeeming productivity is I want to systematize, I want to make processes, but somewhere in there, the heart gets lost. And so that is one temptation is you can overemphasize the trellis work and kind of see that as the main thing. But I think for people in secular vocations, the opposite problem is probably a greater temptation where you underemphasize the trellis work. You see it as a necessary evil, like doing your bookkeeping or, or, or um, you know, restocking shelves, whatever it is you do, doing the laundry. You can overemphasize that and think this part of my work is not meaningful. This part of my work is not ministry. This part of my work is not something I can do unto the Lord because it's just so disconnected. And I think looking at trellis and vine as two sides of your calling in the world is a really helpful paradigm to see that no matter even the little stuff, even the frustrating stuff, even the boring stuff of your calling is meaningful because it supports the main work. Because I mean, just do a thought experiment. What if you tried to completely do away with the trellis work? You said, like the apostles, for example, imagine you go back to Acts 6 and they said, we need to focus on prayer and the ministry of the word. We're no longer going to feed people. We're no longer going to uh, make sure the physical needs of these new believers are taken care of. Well, that wouldn't work very well, would it? <laughs> the thing would fall apart rather quickly. The same thing would happen for me with redeeming productivity if I just said, you know what, I'm not going to file my receipts anymore. Um, that's I need to really be focusing on, on teaching people and writing stuff, and so I'm not going to do my receipts anymore. Well, I'm probably going to end up in jail for tax fraud, my friend. None of us want that. Well, maybe some of you want that. I don't want it, though. I don't think my family does either, so I'm going to keep doing the receipts. But how do I, how do I feel like doing that? lame little task I have to do is meaningful. It's because I understand that it is part of this bigger effort. It is the trellis, it is the support structure that enables me to do the part of my work that really does serve people. And that really is a paradigm shift. And it's a really good thing to remember so that you're not just viewing the trellis work that you have to do as sort of like the vegetables you have to choke down so you can get to the dessert of the vine work. These mundane parts of our work are good and can be God glorifying if we view them correctly. 
because without trellis work, the vine work cannot happen. We have to keep that in our minds and remember it. Colossians 3, 23 and 24 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. If we can remember that, that even in the boring stuff, even in the things I don't want to do, I am serving the Lord Christ in all of it. It's an opportunity to serve him, even the parts that just support the main thing. So, yeah, I, I do at times. I wish I didn't have to do the trellis stuff. And to, to keep doing these podcasts or the articles I write on the newsletter. I wish I didn't have to do that. But I understand that trellis work supports the main thing. And because I understand that linkage, it gives the trellis work meaning. Even the lame stuff, it has meaning because I see how it fits together with the other stuff. Okay, so next I want to turn to how this stuff actually fits even broader than just work but productivity in general, why, why I just can't close my little mouth talking about productivity in the Christian life, because I think these things are so intrinsically tied together. And I wish I could just personally go around the world and throttle every individual Christian around the neck and say, you've got to think about personal productivity because it's going to help you. But I wouldn't want to choke my brothers and sisters in Christ. So I won't do that, but I will shout about it on this podcast right after this short break from our sponsor. And now for a word from this week's sponsor. Do you know what the most powerful productivity tool I've ever used is? It's called timeboxing. Timeboxing is a simple method whereby each day you take your most important tasks and you actually schedule them onto a calendar. So instead of hoping you get them done, you actually plan when you will do them. But there is a problem with timeboxing. If you've ever tried to do time boxing using a digital calendar like a Google calendar, you know how frustrating it can be. And that's why for years I've actually done time boxing on a piece of paper. That is until I recently discovered SunSama. SunSama makes time boxing seamless. Each day, all I need to do is add all of my items into SunSama. Meetings for my calendar, tasks I need to do that day, and SunSama helps me automatically schedule them to my calendar. It even walks you through these little prompts so you don't forget any steps along the way. Probably one of my favorite features in SunSama is how easy it is to bump things to the next day. And it will just magically migrate on your calendar as well. It's almost like having a little digital personal assistant. You can try SunSama today. It is free to try and there's no credit card required when you sign up. I really think you're going to like it. Now let's get back into the show. All right. So I do encourage you to check out Sunsama. There's a link in the description or the show notes, depending on where you're watching this. And uh, check it out. I've really been enjoying it. It's a great way to do time boxing without some of the frustration of using a Google Calendar. But now let's move in to a point number three, and that is that productivity supports spiritual growth. What if we take this metaphor, the trellis and the vine, the support and the work itself, and say, how might we apply this to relating to how our personal productivity affects our spiritual growth as Christians. So uh, in, in this point, number three here, we're going to talk about productivity and spiritual growth. I think a lot of Christians see personal productivity as this sort of optional add-on, you know, it's like, well, would you, do you want to have the normal Christian life? Or would you like to upgrade to the one that actually cares about Christ? 
<laughs> I choose the upgrade because that is the only one. When you call him Lord, that means he is your Lord. Um, and so, but what happens is a lot of times uh, I've run into this because I talk about personal productivity in Christianity is I get the impression that some believers sort of eye this subject of productivity with a bit of suspicion. They think, you know, interest in productivity must be born out of some kind of pragmatism, right? That's seeking to usurp the work of the spirit in our lives. So for example, I, I talk a lot about discipline, self-discipline and habits and setting goals and all of that. And a lot of times I get pushback and people are like, no, that's really that that's really the role of the Holy Spirit. You know, if you're talking about spiritual growth, you need to take habits out of the picture. And I'm like, how? How? Like, do, does it not follow that if you become proficient in skills like time management, goal setting, and good habits, doesn't it follow that that will support your spiritual growth and fruitfulness as a Christian? I think it does. Um, I think that the thing, the two are intrinsically connected. If I am, have understood how to form good habits and I apply that to things like reading the word every morning, I will read it more consistently and I will be in a way taking responsibility for my spiritual maturing and putting myself in a river as it were. And the river is, the, is, is God's, um, gracious, um, uh, means by which he helps me to grow. So it's the same thing with going to church every week. You go there, not just because you're supposed to, not because you're supposed to check a box, but because you're there to serve other believers and you're there to worship God together and you're there to grow through the benefit of hearing the preached word, through prayer and through fellowship with the saints. But you don't get those benefits if you don't go. And so you make a habit out of going every week so that you consistently get those benefits so you're consistently growing. I mean, this seems obvious to me. I don't understand sometimes people are like, no, don't worry about the habits. Don't, don't even think about that stuff. Um, you know, if, if God convicts you, then you'll do it. It's like, listen, man, uh, part of Christian maturity is taking responsibility. It's taking responsibility. Understanding God is putting certain means in place that we can take hold of and use to help us grow. And all I'm saying is productivity is one of those common grace mediums through which we can use it to, to grow as Christians. I want to do that. If I have that opportunity, why would I not do it? Why would I not do it? I posted this uh, tweet, I think, today. It says, if you can't manage your time, you won't do spiritual disciplines. Personal productivity is simply a set of tools that help believers consistently do those things which God uses to grow us. That is all it is. It's a set of tools. And so I'll just say it as simply as I can. Productivity is the trellis to faithful Christian living. Say it again for the people in the back. Productivity is the trellis for faithful Christian living. If you learn the skills of habits, of goal setting, of different things, they will reinforce and enable you to be more faithful and to grow as a believer in all aspects of life. And so in terms of our spiritual growth, we recognize, of course, our ultimate growth, it comes through our connection to Jesus Christ. That's, he's the true vine, right? John 15, 5. Apart from him, we can do nothing. But we can focus on maintaining the vitality of our connection to Jesus Christ. And that's really what some of these self-discipline type aspects of personal productivity enable us to do. So the vitality of that connection is, I think, certainly aided by trellis work in personal productivity. 
That's why I, I, I give away a free morning routine planner. You can get that at my website, redeemingproductivity.com slash morning. Because I think if you start your morning off right with some good habits, walking with the Lord and ensuring that the other areas of your life have just a little bit of um, maintenance going on every morning, you will see growth happen. It's a natural byproduct. And it's it's funny. I mean, it's encouraging. I receive messages from people almost weekly that are, have either done the morning routine planner or they've gone through my course in morning routines. And they're like, this has changed my life. And I'm like, of course it has. Of course it has. It's not the morning thing. That's just a tool. What it did is it gave you a plan and it gave you a little bit of discipline so that you would do the things that actually do change your life from the inside out. So that you would get in that river uh, where God changes you through reading the word, through prayer, and all these different things. So our new teens are really big, but that's just because it's part of the trellis work of growing as a Christian. But it's actually more than just spiritual growth where productivity fits in as sort of this trellis function in the life of a Christian. Thinking of personal productivity as trellis work, it also supports the vine work, not just of our spiritual growth, but the vine work of our fruitfulness as believers in performing God-honoring good works. And so that's the fourth and, and final point is productivity supports fruitfulness. What do I mean by fruitfulness? When I'm talking about fruitfulness, I'm talking about good works. Not that good works can save you. They can't. Um, only Christ's good works imputed to you by faith uh, have any merit before God the Father. Your good works can't save you. But Christians who have been saved and who've been transformed by Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit working in us, we will produce good fruit. Fruit and good works are synonyms. Good fruit. And in fact, this is emphasized in the New Testament. It says in Titus 2, verse 14, that, that Christ gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Part of the reason Christ came and died on that cross was to purify a people for his own possession who were zealous for good works. This is not the, the narthex for heaven, <laughs> the vestibule, the waiting room for heaven. That's not what this life is once you're a Christian. There's work to do. You, we were to be zealous for good works. And I don't know about you, but I want to take advantage of anything that's going to enable me to be more fruitful in those good works. And so I think part of our purpose here is to, is to honor God, to serve others. And that's really what this good work stuff is. So the trellis work of personal productivity, I care about it. And I think you should too, is because it enables us to consistently be fruitful in good works in different aspects of our lives. So I talked a lot about habits before when I was talking about personal growth. And I think that also habits also apply in terms of being fruitful in good works. But there's other stuff too. It's not just habits. Goal setting is huge when it comes to fruitfulness. It's having objectives for that you're aiming at, that, that are submitted to God by faith. You're not trying to be presumptuous here. But having objectives that you're aiming at with your life so that you are accomplishing things in his name and for his glory. So uh, I'm trying to think of some examples. One would be... Um, Myself, I, I speak sometimes. I, I Sometimes I talk. I mean, sometimes I, I speak um, at, uh, at churches or, you know, I give a sermon or I teach, right? Every one of those things is a project. It's, I have a little goal of giving this message and 
I am very, very organized most of the time in trying to do that in a way that is smart, that is effective with my time. And how do I do that? It's because I've learned some principles for practically setting and reaching goals in a way that's predictable. Does that mean I'm not depending on Christ during that process? No. I mean, no, it doesn't mean that. Double negative. I am depending on Christ during that process. I'm, I'm soaked in prayer. In fact, this, this sounds unspiritual to say this, but I have on my checklist to remind myself to pray about different parts of that. Is that unspiritual? I don't think so. I think it's wisdom. It's wisdom. It's wisdom that enabled Daniel when, you know, it says that it was his custom to pray out his window. How many times a day was it? It was three, five times. I don't remember. Um, before he was thrown into the lion's den, right? As was his custom. He had a pattern. He had a habit of prayer. And was because it was a habit, was it unspiritual? No, no. It was a reminder to him to do the thing that he really did want to do, which was to not be distracted by the things of this world, but instead to focus multiple times per day in praying to God. So I, I just think the practical side of productivity is so, so helpful. And this paradigm really helps me in thinking about it. I want to be a faithful steward of my life for Christ. And to do that, I know that I have to focus on the vine work in terms of how, how my work works in terms of how um, my spiritual growth and my own fruitfulness as a believer. But I also know that by God's grace and by his providence, he's given me a set of tools that I can understand in personal productivity to enable me to do that stuff more effectively. And that enables me to do it. And so I will embrace those things uh, for his glory. And I, I want to be more useful. And I think that personal productivity enables me to do that. So hopefully this episode has been useful to you as you think about several things. I know we kind of covered a lot of topics here, but it all falls under this main topic of how do we view our lives as uh, this trellis work and vine work. I think if you can grasp that paradigm, it will imbue meaning to the parts of your life that kind of seem like a slog as you think consciously about how this contributes to the main work you've been called to, but also it should help you as you think about even just personal productivity. It's the trellis that supports the work that Christ has called you to in this world. So take hold of it. And hopefully the resources of Redeeming Productivity in this podcast can be useful to you as you pursue that in your own life. Thanks for listening. And I will see you again here next week.